Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. My name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And oh man, we had a lot of things going on both on the track and off the track with other really cool updates and news within our sport. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, before we get started, though, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram at Track World News. Uh, leave the show a rating and you know what? Give us five stars. Why not? Uh, really helps us know that you're enjoying what's going on. So first, let's get into some of the recaps of some of my favorite things that happened this week on the track. Now, there are a lot of fantastic performances that happened this week. So I'm going to miss uh, a few of them, but I'm going to go over my, my top five favorites, some of the, the, the highlights that I really enjoyed seeing this week. Uh, so first, this happened a little earlier uh, on in the week. We saw Pole Vaulter from Russia. He's, I think, 17. Matt Volkov, he broke the U18 world record by jumping 5.6 meters, which is 18 feet, four and a half inches. Uh, this is really impressive because for me, we're seeing what could potentially be the next big rivalry in the, with not this Olympics, but in a few years between Matt and Mondo. Both athletes are fantastic and they're really at a, a young age. He's breaking Mondo's records and he's at eight, 18 and everyone saw him as being like a prodigy, you know, Mondo being a prodigy and, and really growing to be top of his game later on in his career. And, and Matt's already doing that. And so we don't see a ton of things going on with his name. I think, you know, the fact that Mondo was, is from the United States and has a lot of that, you know, draw. And he's obviously what the world record holder right now helps a lot, but I, I was really impressed by that. It was, it was a great jump. Looking forward to seeing what he does with the rest of this season and seasons moving forward. Uh, next, want to talk about just Oregon's distance team. And we're going to get into some of the power rankings and things like that later on. But the Oregon's distance team is on a tear right now. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, they're, the triple C's they got right now, Cooper Tear, Cole Hawker, and Charlie Hunter are just out there dominating the men's distance field. Uh, Cooper, uh, he set the NCAA record. This was all, and this, all of these three performances happened at the same exact time, at the same meet just this past week. So Cooper broke the NCAA record, running 350.39. He set a five-second PR. He was running 355 before, and now he just sets a, a new NCAA record, running 350.39. Then in the same race, Cole. He would have also have broken the NCAA record. He ran the second fastest time in the NCAA, running 350-55. So there are two teammates that are setting these insane times. And then Charlie, uh, Charlie Hunter, he sets uh, the sixth fastest time in the NCAA, running 353-49, also breaking the national record for, I believe, Australia in the 800 and also in the mile at the same meet. So the Oregon distance team is just doing insane things. We'll get into them a little bit later, but that was a very impressive uh, performances that I saw. 
Next, the Texas A&M women, they shattered the 4x4 record, running a 326-27. They're another team that is really, really on the rise. I mean, earlier on in, in the power rankings, Arkansas, I just had them dominating like it was going to be a walk in the park for them. And, and Texas A&M has proven it's not going to be an easy ride for you. You're going to have to give us all you got because, um, I mean, they're they're doing really well. I mean, obviously, it it's improving and showing in this 4x4. I mean, they have some of the fastest runners and a couple Bowerman uh, watch list athletes on their team. So they're doing fantastic. And it was a, it was a really great performance to see. Uh, so love that. Uh, Turner Washington, he threw 2185 in the shot put. He is a thrower from Arizona State, uh, broke the previous record. Um, I think held by Peyton, uh, I can't remember his last name, I think it begins with an M, not Manning though, uh, but yeah, he, he, he just is, is doing fantastic right now, want to see uh, what he can do moving forward, looking forward to seeing if he can get to that 22 mark, um, it's possible, I mean, he set, a, he set a PR earlier on this month, like two weeks ago, uh, so he, he's, in, he's trending in the right direction, he, he's doing the right, he's doing the right things, and hopefully he can get hot at the right time in, you know, the next few weeks when NCAAs is coming along. And then finally, my favorite performance of the week uh, comes from uh, a former guest of the show. If, if you've seen us on Instagram, uh, if you followed us there, you saw us, our post kind of blew up a little bit. Uh, but Casey Lightfoot, uh, he jumped six meters. It's the first ever NCAA athlete to clear the six meter mark, which is what, 19 feet, eight inches and some, you know, some 0.5 or whatever. Uh, it was a crazy jump. I mean, he's been primed to be doing these jumps. If you listen to our interview that we had with him a few weeks ago, you can hear he's saying, hey, that, that six-meter bar is on the way. I mean, it's a really high bar, which is, you know, why he was, wasn't able to get it earlier on this season. But he's showing that he, he's doing all the right things to be able to jump this high. He's the 25th man uh, or 25th person, really, uh, to ever jump the six-meter mark. So he's the 25th member of the, the six-meter club. And he, he's showing that he can be a force to be reckoned with within not only American vaulting, but also the vaulting world as a whole. Now, there are a ton of vaulters in that six-meter mark. He's one of the, the select few to be there, and it's really cool. He, he's, doing, he's doing very well. And another reason why, um, you know, moving on, we're missing a couple performances is because this year has been just super dominant. Like, And so looking back at what I thought this year was going to be. I kind of thought, especially this indoor season was going to be, you know, like, yeah, a lot of athletes are going to just try to get their legs underneath them and see if they can do anything for 2021 outdoors. I thought it was going to be kind of a throwaway season because a lot of these athletes haven't competed since last year over a year ago because a lot of, they didn't do outdoor track and so a lot of these athletes haven't competed since their conference championships which were held in late February of last year and so I was like yeah these athletes are, are going to be struggling and, and same on the professional level I thought a lot of athletes were going to be struggling to get their feet underneath them because they hadn't competed since indoors as well and some athletes they don't even compete in indoors and so they didn't even compete until outdoors of the previous season so it's been a long time since we've seen athletes being able to compete and i thought 
that means we're going to see really bad performances. It's going to be kind of a, a hiccup of a year, but you know, what can you do? And I couldn't have been more wrong. This year has been incredible for records. And I think it has to do with the fact that so many athletes have had a year to just train and get better at their craft. As track and field runners, throwers, jumpers, whatever events you competed in, you know you're getting so much better during the training aspect of things, and practice is really where you improve. The meets is just you trying to execute what you've done in practice at a competition. It's not like football, basketball, baseball, where you need to get the reps of actually competing in a game or actually competing in your competition, where like in football, you can only practice so much. You have to actually do the game. You have to compete in the game to get your feet underneath you. That's why so often early on in the season, especially this this year, people were a little rusty, where I think with track, it's you can have those reps. Like you, you can compete with your bar. You can set the marks. You can you have your teammates that are competing, you know, just at a high level as you are. And so that's why I think a lot of these athletes have been able to use more training. And so they've been able to extend their time where they can really develop their base and increase their athleticism. So now when they got on the track for these meets, they're stronger, faster and just better in better shape than they would have been if they had to have more meets through this outdoor season and earlier on in indoors. So I think that this has had a benefit over this year, which I should have known going into it, but looking forward, I didn't see it was happening. I mean, we've, I think we've had four or five American records go down just in the past few weeks. I mean, we had uh, Ellie per, like, Perrier um, broke the American record in the two-mile. Bryce Hopple broke the American record in the thousand. Uh, he's, I mean, there's so many other athletes that have just putting out crazy times and, and crazy heights and distances that I didn't see coming and looking back at it probably should have known because now you're getting more training under your belt. You're being able to be prepared for these competitions. And so I think that we have potential for this Olympics to be one of the greatest that we've seen because so many athletes have had even more time to train than they normally would since it's been pushed back a year. We might see a lot more Olympic um, records go down than we have in the past. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure you guys are as well. And then want to get into a couple things off the track that I've been super excited about and I think are showing that our, our sport has a bright future. So right now, I've kind of noticed, and I'm sure you guys have as well, that track and field seems to be around a little more than normal. Why is that? I think it's a few things. One, I, I think we're in a little bit of a track renaissance where we're having even more eyeballs on our sport than we've had in a long time, especially the fact that we don't have Usain Bolt running. It's made, made it even more impressive. One thing that obviously helps is the fact that this is an Olympic year and there are a lot of people that are more focused on track than they would have been Last year, well, I guess last year would have been an Olympic year, but in off years like a, like a 2015, 2017, 2018, 2019, when there's no Olympics, this year it is an Olympic year and we've had it been postponed, so more people might be looking at it. Okay, I'll give that to you. But I also think that the fact that we have the American Track League that's going on right now, bringing some of the biggest names to our sport, 
the fact that there's not a ton of other sports going on at this time. Like we're obviously we're not going up against football and there's just basketball right now that's going on right now. And there's no bait. There's no baseball competing. It's giving us even more eyeballs because there's people that might be looking for, for more things to talk about. And so it's giving, you know, track it's, it's time to shine. And so I feel it's a little bit of a renaissance of track and field. And I'm really liking that. I mean, just recently there was a couple excerpts of, Hey, today in track and field, I mean, it was just on ESPN a few days ago talking about, hey, these are some great performances that have been going on. They talked about Oregon. They talked about Casey Lightfoot. They talked about Texas A&M dominating. And we're, we're seeing our names get pulled up more and more and more. And I'm glad that it's happening because there's some great storylines and great athletes that that can be seen. And my favorite thing, and I sat down and, and watched the whole thing when it comes to more track and field being broadcast just yes. So it's, it's yesterday as of recording this, I guess it would be two days ago. If you're listening on the first day of this, it was on Sunday, I believe February 14th. So Valentine's day, they ESPN produced an hour long, like mini docu series called the world's greatest inside American track league. And so what it was, it was, Olympic hurdler Devin Allen, uh, and then the two ESPN broadcasters, John Anderson and Kenny Mayne, all sitting together like on a couch talking about track and field and doing like mini docu docu series on the nine athletes that are part of this world's greatest, uh, you know, organization and broadcasting what's going on with American, you know, American track league. And it was really, really good. I liked it a lot. They talked about the careers both on and off the track of some of the best athletes that are around right now. Uh, for example, here are the, the list of athletes that they were talking about. It was Devin Allen, Gabby Thomas, Ryan Crouser, uh, the shot putter, Gabby Thomas, the, the sprinter, Sandy Morris, the pole vaulter, Sam Kendricks, pole vaulter, Fred Curley, sprinter, uh, Trayvon Brumell, sprinter, Kendall and Devin Williams, the multi-athletes, and then also Hannah Cunliffe, who is the sprinter, and Chloe Cunliffe, her sister, who is the pole vaulter as well. And it was really good. There were some hiccups uh, throughout where the audio didn't match up, or or sometimes they just got completely off topic, talked about weird things, and I'm like, okay, I just don't see the the point of, of what you're doing. But for the most part, they did a really good job of talking about what these athletes are like on and off the track, they were discussing some things that I really liked. What, Gabby Thomas, uh, she is from Harvard, and she had aspirations of, of acting and singing otherwise in this. Ryan Crouser, big into fishing. Sandy Morris, she has a ton of animals. Uh, Trayvon Brumell, how he was injured um, and, and trying to, to get back to the sport. He even thought about giving up the sport as a whole. Uh, and, and Kendall and Devin Williams and how they are just a dominant uh, brother-sister combo that are taking over the multis by storm. And so it was really cool to, to be able to see these stories and, and get to learn more about these athletes and, and see things that she didn't know. And it had a pretty good slot, what, at like 5, 6 p.m. on a Sunday when football normally would be going on. That's when we had this show talking about track and field. It's great. I think that the dynamic between the three um, was really good. Devin Allen had really good insight on what all these athletes are um, and what how to explain it to both the fan like me and the people who might be hearing about them for the first time. 
Kenny Mayne, John Anderson gave a, a face to that people that don't know track and field would recognize since they are analysts on ESPN. So overall, it was a great um great thing i hope they do more of these dive more in depth about athletes like in our sport because they're interesting and i think that probably a lot of people liked it i know that i definitely did and then the last thing that i want to talk about today was something i guess people are excited about but also a little bit cautious on and that is the rumors or the announcement that there's going to be a flojo florence johnson uh, biopic coming out soon. Don't know exactly when, but it should be coming out soon. And that's not where people are nervous. People are excited. Oh, finally, we're going to get another biopic uh, of someone that's you know really, really talented and one of the biggest names in our sport of all time. The issue was that apparently uh, Tiffany Hadish, who you might know her from, from Girl Strip, is training to be Flojo in this movie. And so... People are nervous and not excited because she doesn't have really a track and field background. And people hate the way that track and field athletes are shown like running, like a, like they're running like a robot because it just can ruin the immersion for anyone that's a, a huge track and field fan and can really just like shows the sport in a bad light. Like this isn't what we're like. Why are you displaying this? And so people are, are saying, no, let's get somebody that's in track and field and, and that has track and field background or is an athlete that, that is a track and field athlete. And so the way that, that I look at it is I, I want it to obviously be done right. And I hope that they don't completely butcher like the running mechanics that Tiffany's going to have. I think that she's a great actress and it's, it should, she should do well with all the things off the track. I'm hoping they get it right on the track because that's the most difficult thing to do because you want to make sure that it, it looks good on camera that it also you know looks realistic and natural we if you look back into 2016 we had the jesse owens biopic race that actually came out like this time last year february, no, this time 2016 like february of 2016 and while the the movie i think did was was pretty good i enjoyed it some people didn't but i thought it was pretty good uh the running and the jumping was a, a little bit strange because they have like the where the arms are, are completely at a 90 degree angle and the the, fin the hands are all robotic and stretched out and it's just it's super robotic looking and it was a little strange and so I'm hoping that either Tiffany maybe does have a in a background in track and field that no one knows about or they get a really good coach that can show hey look like you're not you don't need to have this robotic look to you be loose be you know don't don't be so so rigid with things so hoping that they do something like that who knows if they do but uh, I think that it's it's I'm cautiously optimistic I want this to be good I hope that it's good but I recognize that it's not always how it plays out with track. It's, it's sometimes they, they just butcher our sport. And so I'm hoping that that doesn't happen, but you know, it's, it's a possibility that, that it will. Um, so yeah, that, that's my, uh, that's my take on everything for this week. Um, a lot of things, uh, were going down and, um, so we'll see what's going to be going on for next week. I'm super excited. Uh, this has been another episode of track world news. Uh, make sure before you, you leave to leave us a rating, subscribe to the channel, uh, or subscribe to the, the show track world news, and then also follow us on Instagram. We've actually been getting a lot of love from that. Thank you guys so much. We just surpassed the 200 
200 follower uh, mark, which is really exciting. Um, so if you want to catch us there, get some more content, that is at Track World News, all one word. So thank you. Uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.